Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you, friends, for listening to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. And of course, I'm your host, Mark Cravens, and it's a joy to share with you today and to be part of a wonderful conversation with a young lady named Crystal Gilkey, all the way in El Dorado, Arkansas. Welcome by way of Zoom, Crystal. We're glad to have you here today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, man, so you're from Texas, but you live in Arkansas. So who do you right. root for? Um, well, I have to root for the Razorbacks. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> you just have to, right? I hurt. <laughs> it hurts? <laughs> I'm outnumbered here. <laughs> oh, I bet you are. Okay, well... Crystal is an educator by day and an author by night. I love I love that little slogan you have on LinkedIn, introducing yourself. I think that's great. She's been an elementary school teacher for over 15 years, and uh, congratulations on that. You still have your right mind. You still have your sanity, and you, you've been doing this for over 15 years working with kids. <laughs> She's a wife and a mother of three children. Boys, girls, what do you have, Crystal? I have a 13-year-old daughter. So we just... That's going to um, be fun. And then I have two sons, uh, 10 and 7. Well, congratulations. That's great. And so uh, she's an author who published her first book, uh, a work of fiction called A Wisp of Faith, that was published in August of 2021. You wrote this during the pandemic time, correct? I did, yeah. yes. And so that book is available. We'll be talking more about that later on, about that book. But her intent as an author is to encourage and inspire others in their walk with the Lord. And she and her husband have been involved in church ministry throughout all of their marriage. And in fact, as we're recording this, Vacation Bible School is going on at her <laughs> local church. So you teach kids. You have kids, and now you're doing vacation Bible school. You got this thing where you you're just a glutton for punishment, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm teasing. They're they're the next generation, so we just have to invest in them all we can. Absolutely, yeah. If you're going to change the future, you change it one mind at a time, and you change it in the heart and minds of children. Yeah, and you multiply your legacy when you do that, don't you? Right. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about another subject, but I did want to ask you this. What is it that really inspires you most about teaching? I mean, I know people who, they don't make it 15 years. They're like, I can't do this. I'm pulling my hair out. You know, I'm going to go do something different. What is it that inspires you to keep going back to the classroom and teaching children day in and day out? It's the kids. Um just 
Well, especially, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've had those thoughts of quitting education, especially sure. like um, through the quarantine and pandemic. Um, but the, the children are just, uh, I mean, that they're the whole reason why I do it. So you love, uh, you just love those students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, even, I and I'm sure they feel hard. that love. Some of them are very hard, but yeah. you just have to believe in them that um they they are our next generation and so we have to do everything we can and be the light to them. And a lot of my students they don't have people that believe in them. Um most of them have um Broken families, right, right. Family members in jail, and so, you know, I, I may be the only light that they that they have, and so that's, that's powerful. Yeah, there's a lot of brokenness out there, and and these kids, they always talk about the resilient, how resilient kids are, but man, it it really does impact their lives, doesn't it? It does. Well, we want to shift gears and talk about a subject that I've never talked about on any episode of Hope Along the Journey, but I think it's an episode that a lot of people are going to resonate with, and that's the subject of overcoming church hurts. And that even hurts to say that, but the truth is that if you've been in the church or in ministry, especially any length of time, there's going to be hurts and heartaches and disappointments that are going to come. So tell us a little bit about why this subject is so near to your heart, because you shared with me, you really felt like you were God was impressing upon you that if I hadn't reached out to you, you were going to reach out to me because you wanted to share this message. So get us started here, Crystal. Tell us why it is, and give us a background to this whole matter of overcoming church hurts. Right. Well, I mean, we've all been through a lot. I've, my parents are divorced. My father's an alcoholic, was an alcoholic, but the, um, the hardest thing I ever, to go, ever had to go through was overcoming church hurt because the church, that was my safe place. That was um, you know, that's where I went to for, for help. Mm -hmm. And when that was taken away, uh, it, it, it almost made me completely just turn away from God. And so, and it, it, it is hard to talk about because people don't want to talk about it and you don't want to hurt the church. Right. You don't want Earn people away from going to church because church is beautiful, and um, and God wants us to um, to fellowship with the other believers, and we draw encouragement, and we're we're stronger when we're together. And the devil just wants to, to tear all of that apart. And so, you, you know, I, I you shared that I wrote my book during the pandemic, and right. so I had the storyline. But then I had to have like an inner struggle with my character. And so my publisher, uh, Carrie Oberbrunner, and I published through Author Academy Elite, he talks about um, using your pain and the things that you've been through um, 
for your story. And so I integrated that with my main character. She had to overcome um, some of the, she was hurt in the church. So she had to overcome it, overcome that. Right. For this, and then, so I re- was really trying to be intentional with her going through um, the steps of healing so I could also write a course to correspond with that to help others who have been going, who have gone through the same thing. Yeah. So, so you develop this fictional character, but in many ways, and what, who is the fictitious, who is her, what's her name again? The character you developed? It's Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis. So through her, you kind of vicariously worked out some of your own struggles and battles and the feelings that you ha- that you have addressed through this. So tell me something. You talked about church being a safe place. What do we mean when we say that? When we say church ought to be a safe place, are we talking about just physical safety? Or are we talking about something even deeper than that, Crystal? I think it's deeper because if when you go to church and you should feel like you can be your, your authentic self because right. you're going there to worship God and and give yourself to him and praise him. And it shouldn't be about what other people are thinking or mm-hmm. it's, it's just supposed to be you and God. And then, you know, of course you have that everybody, the other believers, right. you know, yeah. surround, but it shouldn't be about, um, you shouldn't have to feel like you have to put on a front to, mm-hmm. to go to church. Yeah. Right. You feel like you should be loved and accepted for, for who you are and, you know, not feel like you're having to gain people's approval to be loved Uh and accepted. I I think love and acceptance is just huge. When I, when I think about church, I think about love and acceptance. Now that doesn't mean there's not a place for church discipline or there's not a place for, to speak the truth and love, but boy, it had, that has to be done in a, in an environment where you really do feel safe and you feel that love and acceptance, don't you? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell me this. Do you think, Crystal, that for people of your background, and you immediately made me think of my dad who came from a, a very dysfunctional home background who was saved in, at 45 and started going to church. Do you think for people like you that have had um, that kind of brokenness in your family and heartache, that the church even becomes more family in many ways and fills that vacuum of what was lacking or what you missed out on in your family? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even like my pastor was a father figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah. And the, and the people, the church coming alongside to encourage you and, and, Brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, yeah. And I do believe that's true. I think, uh, you know, I remember again, back to my dad, that it was the family of God was more family than his own family uh-huh. in many ways. Yeah. So this hurt in your life, was was this like a reoccurring thing or were these hurts in a certain window period of time? Can you give us a little bit of insight into to that? 
Yeah, so my husband um, was on staff at our church, and um, I actually, I quit teaching for a little bit to join, to come on staff with him, because uh, that was, um, I was just so thankful for my church growing up, and I just wanted to give back, and I just wanted to serve the Lord, but it it just didn't work out in my plan <laughs> how I wanted it to go. Right. Um, but everything was for a purpose mm -hmm. and I couldn't see it then. Um, but several years later, things were revealed and I was like, oh, okay. So that's why that happened. Mm -hmm. And so there was like revelation in the rubble, you know, <laughs> But it, it doesn't always happen. You don't always see it right <laughs> no, there. No, you don't. A few years. And yeah. that's where you've got to trust in God through that waiting time yes. and stay close to him because he's there. Even though you may not feel like he's there, he's still there uh, for you. And he wants to be there for you. And I think that was the hardest thing mm -hmm. is because like after that happened and the situation happened and we had to leave um I really felt like God didn't love me and that's crazy to think that but I just I just had these thoughts but he was sending little messages all through that time right. reminding like I remember thinking I just don't think he loves me and I was so embarrassed to even think that and then I went to church with my mom and um, they were passing out little booklets and it said, Jesus loves you. And it had scripture all through it. Yeah. I was like, okay, Lord, you do love me. I know you love me. You know, just help me to, to see you and, and remind me. And that's like, that's the first step of the course I wrote is just remembering God yes. and remembering there for you remembering how great he is and how good he is mm -hmm. and remember his grace yeah that's beautiful it's hard to deal with the silence of god or what we feel like is a silence of god isn't it right yeah i think we've all had if we've lived life long enough i think we've all had those moments where we're like the psalmist david we cry out and say how long oh lord how long or, Lord, where are you? You know, I don't, I, I don't understand. It, you could have stopped this. You could have provided another different outcome. And what's amazing to me is we can scream and yell, but all we hear is our own voices so oftentimes, just echoing back, you know, because yeah. the silent times of our life are times where we really have to develop a deep faith in God. And that's not easy, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Um, you know, that verse where it says, um, and they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Well, I looked up that word wait, and it means twisting or binding. And so when we're waiting, we're not just sitting. We're not just sitting there doing nothing. We're supposed to be binding ourselves to God. Right. And close. I mean, just get close, kind of like an annoying kid who's like trying to get close to you. <laughs> 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 <Go>. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. And that waiting also carries with it that that idea of I tell people it's not the same like when you're when I drop off one of my girls when I when they were all at home to and let them go in the store to go shopping and you're waiting in the car for them. That's a whole different type of waiting. But waiting as in anticipation, like because you believe and know that at some point God is going to show up. But that's not easy, is it? No, no. it's not. Yeah. So I want to ask you, maybe have you been able to process this crystal to kind of get your mind wrapped around like, so when others hurt you, why do you think it is that it causes us to question God? What's that connection between the people of God hurting us and us beginning to struggle and wonder if God cares and loves us? Why do you think that is? That's a good question. I think main, and the first thing that comes to mind is our focus on on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And maybe we need to be focusing on the other, well, we're focusing on God Mm -hmm. and the other person. I mean, hurt people hurt people. And the church is made up of hurt people. (laughs) Yeah, I want you to say that again. That, That to me is extremely important principle for all of us to remember. So say state that again. You said about hurt people. Hurt people hurt people and the church is made up of hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> Including <laughs> you and I, right? Including us. Yeah, we we all fall in that category. So that's yeah. hard to do though, isn't it? It's it's not easy and I don't think it's natural, is it for us? We the natural tendency is for us to become very self-absorbed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think, and I just want your opinion on this, because I've been, I've thought about this a lot of times. Do you think maybe too one of the reasons why we struggle it, with the love of God is because it's hard for us to experience vertical love when horizontal love has been damaged or broken? In other words, we almost, if if we can't feel loved by the people who we trusted and who should have loved us back unconditionally. Sometimes, do you think that triggers something in us to begin to wonder if we're not experiencing that love and acceptance on that horizontal level, it's hard for us to, by faith, believe it on a vertical level in our lives? I think it is hard, especially when we think Christians should know better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't expect have- it, right. A higher expectation for for leaders in the church, and it especially is yeah. If you got people in authority, and again, God being an authority figure, if there's if there's that kind of element involved, that really that adds to it too, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Wow. So, how did you pull out of this? Tell us a little bit about like that process of healing for you, Crystal? What was that like? Well, um, like I said, the first thing that I had to remember was that God loved me mm-hmm. and that he was there. And then I had to work on forgiveness. Oh, that's um, hard, isn't it? Yes, and that's the second step that I talk about. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like we have to forgive, like, 
our father, God forgives and he forgives over and over again. And he forgives us. How many times have I felt God myself and he still loves me and forgives me. Um, and so that was the second thing that I had to, you know, go through was just forgiving those people. And then let me ask you uh, before you move on, just real quick, Crystal, about forgiveness. Do you think people misunderstand what forgiveness is and what it isn't? You think that's part of it too? Like, you know, I've heard people say forgive and forget. I mean, do you really forget? You know what I mean? Is that what forgiveness is or forgiveness means I never ever have a trigger come back that makes me relive a little of that? I mean, what, what, how do you define and help people understand what, how do you know when you've forgiven? The way I understood it was I could, cause I still am friends with some of these people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So like if I see them or if I scroll past like their memory or whatever, I'm not, I don't have this bitterness. I got you. Okay. Screwed up mm-hmm. in me, you know, like I don't have any ill feelings. It's just, um, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But it, you don't have those same feelings you once had. Yeah. Those yeah. negative feelings towards them as much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So beyond forgiveness, and what would you say? What was your, your next step that you talk about? So the next step is obedience, and um, so that is so you've forgiven people. So now, what is God wanting you to do next? Mm-hmm. And is it finding another church? Is it starting to serve um, in another church where you're at? Is it just simple obedience and just getting back to reading my Bible every day and praying? So um, that was the next, because um, when I, when I was going through this, there was a time where I was just going to church like Sunday morning, which for us, that's we're like a three Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, like every, all the things from, to get just back to scale back to Sunday morning. Um, it was, it was hard to go back and, and just get back into the routine and go back to Sunday night and just get back closer to the Lord. So, yeah, sometimes too, I think that people are, when they think about obedience, they're looking further ahead than just what is the next thing God is asking you to do. Because right. I've found in my life, you know, if you're not going to address the next thing, it's like stairs. You know, if you're not going to take the next step, you're not going to get to the other steps. You know what I'm saying? I can't just suddenly jump halfway up the stairs. I've got to, I've got to do the next step. And I think that helps to simplify for people when you just really just say, what's that next step for you? Don't you Uh think that's helpful in helping people with obedience? Yeah, that's great. So, You've got, it sounds like you, you, you've done a lot of thought process through this. So you have this study. Tell us a little bit about how the study is available or where would they be able to access some of this material, Crystal? Okay, so the course, it's called Overcoming Church Hurt, and it's available on my website, crystaljgilkey.com. 
and it's crystal with the ch so it's it's properly See, spelled, right? <laughs> my mom was thinking of Christmas when she wrote my name on the birth certificate. I don't oh. know. Yeah, well, it's I like was, my wife's was, Teresa. Some are some are an H and some are not an H. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's C H R Y S T A L J, and then Gilkey's G I L K E Y dot com. Um. And it's available through there. It's got some teaching videos, and then it has a a, a PDF, uh, kind of like a Bible study where it has verses, and then it has four steps that I talked to, talked about: um, remembrance, forgiveness, obedience, and then confidence is the last one. Confidence. And I was, Tell me, talk about that a minute. That that kind of rung a bell. What do you mean about confidence? Can, can we get a sneak preview of what that's about? Sure. So when you obey God and whatever he's doing, you've got to have confidence. Um, you have to have confidence in him and you've got to, you've got to remember that whatever he's, asking you to do he's going to help you do it and so you may think like for me personally Mm -hmm. coming on the podcast this is outside my comfort zone but I'm being obedient to God because I know that he wants me to help people Mm -hmm. overcome church hurt and so he's gonna get me through it and he's gonna get (laughs) and I'm confidence <laughs> yeah there you go and, and and you're doing fine hey we, we we're gonna make this with we're within just a few minutes here finish wrapping this up so you check this one off your list of confidence <laughs> so that's great crystal so you're you're yeah that's that's great because you do gain confidence as you walk in the light and as you obey god it gives you confidence that well if god helped me with this step he's going to help me take the next step and the next step and the next step so that's yes. that's wonderful um, did you do any journaling during this journey at all or anything like that or a little bit of journaling from time to time? No, I didn't do any journaling. Um, well, I did have like a, like a, like a Bible scripture journal, but it wasn't really, um, while I was going through like struggles, we, my husband and I did go through some, we did do some counseling. Okay. Great. And mm-hmm. A lot of time in prayer. Um, and just kind of strengthening each other. Sometimes he would be going through a slump and I'd have to cheer him on. And sometimes I'd be through a slump and he'd have to cheer <laughs> me on. That's great that you had one another. Did you have other friends that kind of encouraged you as well and supported you? Yes, and our pastor, um, where we, the next church that we came to, our pastor's very gracious and patient. He's a very, he loves people no matter where they're at. And so, I mean, he's in the jail ministry. He's, he'll go to wherever you're at. And he's really, he really helped us. That's beautiful. Uh, get to where we are brother jd Vito. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah give a shout out to him right jd Vito. yes yeah, that's beautiful very, yeah. 
Well, Crystal, I'm so happy that you that you that you made your way through this, that you're in a good place. And as we talked earlier, you don't hate the church. You, no. 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 You're not it's, one of those, yeah, people who are out there posting on Facebook how awful and ugly the church is. No, God wants us. He wants us to be together. He wants right. I mean, he committed us. Christ started the church. So it's a good thing. It's the devil wants to tear apart a good thing. And so we've got to be strong and determined. Amen. That's so true. Well, before we wrap this up, we're getting ready to just wrap it up. Just give us again one more time, like where they can find your book and your website and how people can connect with you, Crystal. If you would give us that information one more time. Okay, so the course is at um, my website, crystaljgilkey.com, and um, my book is available on Amazon. You can even order it through Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and um, you can connect with me in all of LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> You're on social media everywhere. Yeah, I see you everywhere. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Well, thank you, Crystal, for being on today's uh, episode of Hope Along the Journey. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. And have fun tonight at Vacation Bible School, okay? (laughs) Thank you, friends, for listening to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. We'd love to hear from you. Why don't you drop us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Again, that's just hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. As I always say, and want to remind you at the end of this episode, Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. If you look to him, he will help you find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about hope along the journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more hope along the journey.